0: Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee and Virginia. Winbet is now live in all these states and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game betting odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning.
1: Welcome to another edition of of the Dynasty Tradecast. I've only been been doing this seven years. Dynasty Tradecast on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by the Blue Wire Network. The championship weekend is in what the kids call the books, and I am reunited, and it feels so good, with the man, the myth, the legend. He has a microphone back in his possession, and it is one and only Dan Seno.
2: It does feel so good. Very, very bummed to have been off for two weeks now because we we took a, a, a some paid time off. I think is what we qualified for. I, I don't. I don't think it was paid time off. <laughs> <laughs> Unpaid time off. We'll take it. Uh, and yeah, back. I've got some. Uh, basically, I have some extra screws holding this thing together. So uh, it, it seems to sound okay, but as long as i don't move my boom arm it like it ra- it rattles so just don't let me start adjusting my mic and we should be okay
1: all right so let's get into the show um the first news some sad news from tampa Bay buccaneers camp the bucks um we'll talk about it but there's like a 95% chance the bucks are back to being pointless um they were they were pointless from 2003 to 2019 and uh, we got tom brady we were not pointless for two years kind of like one and a half years um because you know you only made it the nfc divisional round so back to being pointless right dan or i guess uh, first we'll react to brady retires uh people holding the bag in dynasty i don't think there's anybody who was like oh i i had so much like vested into brady unless you traded for him last week like is there anybody that is like truly like disappointed by this, other than like you know now they have to go QB shopping in
2: Superflex? It's weird because it was it was what twenty two years, and I I feel like, uh, and I I've never really been i never bought I don't think I've owned Brady maybe a couple of leagues over the last, uh, like twelve years I've played this now, A regular fantasy for way longer than that, but I I almost feel like we're cut a year short. I felt like the loss was not the way that was supposed to end, but the guy's ready. So I think I think maybe everybody probably has a little bit of a sour taste just because of the way it ended. Like Brady always to me felt like his walk off was gonna be like the Cinderella story. He was gonna leave on a title. And so maybe it either should have been last year or he should have stayed for another year. I feel like are like only two options. And then we kinda get we kind of get hamstrung and he leaves us leaves us high and dry now. So I don't know if Tampa goes to irrelevancy, but that's really hard. That's a hard person to replace. Yeah. And
1: so I guess we'll kind of go into the options on who might might be the best dynasty fit. For me, my personal like fandom opinion is I think that the best move for the future of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is to play Kyle Trask in 2022. If he's good, which he's not, if he's good, (laughs) you you have a quarterback of the future. If he's bad, you have a top 10 pick. I don't think there's a, there's a losing situation if you start Kyle Trask in 2022. There are tons of veteran options on the trade market, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. There's several on the waiver wire market in terms of, uh, you know, pending free agents of Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, among others, and Jimmy Garoppolo on the trade market as well. As, as gung-ho as I am about, about the, you know, just go with Trask thing, I think that the Rodgers thing is legitimate. Aaron Rodgers should have 0.0 interest in going the AFC. We saw during the playoffs this year why he should have zero interest in going the AFC. Yes, Broncos are a great situation, it might be a better situation than Tampa with, you know, their the contracts that are with that team. But would you rather play Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen or like Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford?
2: Well, I do think that Denver was the destination, and now that they're apparently going to be up for sale because of some uh, some coaching <laughs> interview debacles, uh, which we won't go into because, yikes. But I'm kind of on board with you. I, I think even though he loses Hackett in Green Bay, I still think Green Bay is probably the most likely at this point. But Tampa all of a sudden becomes... Probably the second best option uh, outside of just staying in Green Bay, which I don't really know if that is the best option or not. It's definitely the best for Green Bay, but they got to figure out what Jordan Love is at some point. So you definitely can't I, go AFC. I,
1: I, I think we figured out what Jordan Love was in his short stint. He's bad. <laughs> I, as as a once truther, as a, as a guy who has him on way too many dynasty rosters, Jordan Love's
2: bad. Yeah, no, I, he's not good. I, I still think he needs to get a full... A full workload but yeah he's he's more than likely bad so tampa uh, i would guess would be up there in his options uh i'm gonna guess that's probably gonna be the same news for russell so if seattle isn't willing to come off of wilson maybe they go to green bay and ask what it takes to, to try to get Rodgers. the problem with pittsburgh is they don't have a ton of appealing things to offer uh unless green bay is like super interested in chase claypool and a bunch of future draft picks in exchange for getting like uh god i don't even know but uh, yeah so there's there's some weird spots um but as far as who can replace brady i think there might be a couple of interesting like kind of just bridges to to get us band-aids marcus mariota is a free agent and i, I know we've kind of for gone some and done reason, that
1: for some reason vegas loves him and he loves vegas because he's had opportunities to leave vegas in the last two years and hasn't taken yeah. it
2: well and they just got mcdaniel too so i that's that's he's probably just going to hang there take the backup money and chill uh but teddy bridgewater assuming health i mean that's that's another possibility he's right there but with like, like the james why? why would you do teddy instead of just Throw Trask to the Wolves. Well, because one of them's a quarterback and the other one's
1: Kyle Trask. Okay, then why did you spend a second round pick on a non-quarterback? Well, you don't
2: know what you know until you have him, right, (laughs) Nathan?
1: But what has he shown? Like, he hasn't played. Like, like you say, give Jordan Love some more time. Give Kyle Trask a regular season snap.
2: Kyle Trask sucks, okay? (laughs) I'm not saying Teddy Bridgewater is like Fran Tarkenton or anything, but um, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. Tampa's in a in a weird spot. That's a lot of cap. That's a, that's a, a lot of moving parts. Uh, I would have to imagine that they have to make some moves to create some space to begin with.
1: I, I do think that there's a decent chance Godwin's gone now.
2: Yeah. I think that
1: he could have gotten a, a semi-discount with Brady still being there. And also, I think they're going to prioritize retaining the defensive assets, Carlton Davis and Jordan Whitehead, over... Car- uh, over Chris Godwin. Cause if it's like, do you want Chris Godwin or do you want Whitehead and Davis? You're going to take the two DVs.
2: Yeah. I-, I think you're spot on there. I mean, they already paid Mike Evans. So, and you know, if they can, if they can try to try to get a deal done to move Godwin, you know, maybe, maybe something like that is an option, but uh, I just, sure, I but feel like, like
1: a third or fourth round pick on a franchise tag, essentially.
2: Yeah. That's, that's what's tough. I mean, do you make that kind of move just to get something out of it? So you don't lose him for nothing. Or do you tag them and, and try to get that Band-Aid quarterback and get it back to the playoffs for one more run? Maybe maybe Fitzpatrick, if he can stay healthy, can do it. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy. You know, with a with a good enough defense, I think any one of those kinds of quarterbacks can do it. The problem is we just watched the 49ers do it with Jimmy, and they have a better defense than the Bucs do, and they went nowhere. I mean, they went somewhere, but nowhere. Yeah, no.
1: I mean, we would we, we just watched the season. that If, if Jimmy Garoppolo is... Is with the Bucks in 2022. Just look at the Niners in 2021, and it's going to be like deja vu all over again, other than like yeah. a slightly better wide receiver core if
2: they keep Goblin, and he's healthy in, in September.
1: So, um,
2: do you do you think it's a good time to buy any any Bucks assets right now with the departure of Brady and and kind of the uncertainty of that offense? Fournette's going to get paid. I
1: think it's a decent time to buy him, just because there's going to be a bump when he signs elsewhere. I think. Because I think that he is definitely going to prioritize. Like, we've ta- we've joked, so I've talked about, like, Allen Robinson is definitely going to, like, sign with a good quarterback this year. Like, Fournette has, like, played both sides of the spectrum. He has played with Blake Bortles, and he's played with Tom Brady. And he knows that, like, in order for his bread to be buttered, he's going to have to have a quarterback. And so I don't see him
2: signing with a team where he is not confident in the quarterback play. And what's honestly, what's really crazy is if you look at the the free agent running back landscape, Fournette's one of the younger guys as far as the guy's worth getting. You know, Rashad Penny's going to be one. We saw what he did at the end of the season. But I think I think what Leonard Fournette has put on paper over however many years, even if you just only consider the last few, I think he's got more to show for than, than Rashad Penny. But, we, I mean, we did see that kind of late-season explosion. And then you'll have guys like Marlon Mack who are a little bit younger. But otherwise, the, the predominant names here are going to be like Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, those kinds of guys, you know, Cordero Patterson is a free agent. He might draw some interest. But Fournette, I mean, Fournette's only twenty seven. All these other guys are between twenty-eight and like thirty-two.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, I mean with Evans, like he's fine. Like, I I don't think that Evan, like Evan, maybe you'll see like a lower like week to week floor with Evans when there's a, a worse offense, but I really don't think that his fantasy output changes all that much unless unless they roll with Trask and Trask is like the worst quarterback to ever live. Like that's the only scenario I see where Evans production, you know, falls precipitously. Um, And then, I mean, OJ Howard, he's cooked Cameron Brate, not really a fantasy asset. Gronk's gone. Um, So yeah, it's pretty much just Evans and maybe Godwin, but I I think that they're going to prioritize defense there.
2: Uh, And honestly, what, what could be a good time to buy. uh, And I know that, we saw the ups and downs and the highs and lows, even though there wasn't really any real high peaks as for Tyler Johnson, but that almost seemed more like a Brady thing than anything. Uh, so maybe it's a good time to get some, some cheap Tyler Johnson on your, on your rosters.
1: Sure. But I, I can like guarantee you that regardless of Chris Godwin's outcome, the Bucks will spend a day three pick on a wide receiver because they do every
2: single year. Yeah. <laughs> they won't be, they won't be better than Tyler Johnson. I can tell you that not in this class.
1: Yeah. All right, let's go to the coaching carousel. Obviously, some some non-fantasy news on that front coming out on February 1st on Tuesday. But let's go to the fantasy front. Josh McDaniels, you know, he had the Tebow mania, and then obviously he's had Brady for 99% of his career. Josh McDaniels, to the to the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, it's alleged or, you know, reported that You know, he kind of, like, gave – he was, uh, you know, proposing the architect of the offense with Derek Carr. So it seems like Derek Carr is there to stay. And, like, that's fine. Derek Carr is just not going to be a flashy guy. He's going to be your consistent QB2 in fantasy, consistent QB2 in dynasty. I think that his job security is pretty high now, that, like, Derek Carr is just going to be an NFL starting quarterback for the foreseeable future. Because his head coach likes him, and he, he's just good enough that it, like it's not like he's getting benched. And the the Raiders by making this move are basically saying we're comfortable being the five seed every year, and we're comfortable losing in the wild card or divisional round every year.
2: Well, I mean, I think we gotta we gotta see what they do, what they build around. Obviously, losing uh, what was probably a bad pick anyways, but losing Henry Ruggs to his garbage, um, you, you still have Josh Jacobs. I you know. As kind of hard as everyone, including me, sometimes is on Derek Carr, he's a lot better than he gets credit for. And they have no people to throw to currently outside of Darren Waller. You know, I I've been a huge fan of Brian Edwards. They just can't seem to figure him out, figure out how to use him properly. You know, Hunter Renfro will probably get some good run, but they they don't have a real playmaker. As good as Josh Jacobs was, he's he's not the explosive guy. He's not you know, he's not the flashy guy. He's just fine. They they need an explosive playmaker. I don't know if there's a way for them to find one this year. They continue to build the defense. Maybe, maybe they're in the market for somebody like Allen Robinson to try to get that big outside body who Brian Edwards probably could be, but just really isn't. And, and, you know, Robinson's going to be doing everything in his power to find the real quarterback on what should be a halfway decent offense. But we also thought that when McDaniel's took uh, the Denver job, that that team was going to be much better offensively, and uh, didn't didn't go so hot. So uh, this is a, that one's an interesting one for me. I was a lot more excited about the Denver hire with with Hackett uh, up until the more recent news. Um, now I'm a lot less excited about that space, but I still think he can bring a, a little bit more life to that offense. Um, you know the the Giants and the Bears. Those are, are both kind of whatever. I, I don't think that really does much for for fantasy. I don't see a lot changing in those places. I think the one really interesting one that, that's starting to, I don't want to say it's like for sure done, but it seems to be more solidified, is Harbaugh to Minnesota. Um, it, okay. it seems like it's Hold getting on. there. Let's, let's stop there. I don't understand the Harbaugh thing. So Harbaugh has been
1: on the proverbial hot seat in, for Michigan for five years. And on that hot seat, everyone has said once he gets fired from Michigan, he's just going to go coach in the NFL. Now, in 2021, he had the best year of his collegiate coaching career made the college football playoff. And now that he finally has some semblance of a team at the University of Michigan, now he's going to go coach the NFL? Can you explain that to me like I'm five? Like, he could have left three years ago with a shitty shitty michigan team and then gone to the nfl but now that he has a
2: good one he's like no i'm just gonna go go to the nfl now like
1: why would he do that i don't understand
2: i I think it may have had something to do with the extra zero at the end of his paycheck Uh, i feel like getting back to winning ways even though it means absolutely nothing for the nfl those coaches seem to to pull bigger contracts when they come off of more recent success recency bias for pretty much anything going from college to NFL it seems to be just absolutely absurd so you think that Harbaugh his salary offer is higher today than it would have been
1: like two years ago for like 100%. the bucks or whoever was hiring two years ago
2: 100% and I'm guessing that's why he didn't leave because I don't think his NFL contract offering was much more than what he was making in Michigan well sure he's making like 10 million dollars in michigan so <laughs> right so and that's that's the thing now he could probably pull similar numbers he he wasn't going to be able to do that before that's that's the big difference
1: okay i i also don't really see how i mean minnesota is probably the most attractive like of these that openings that are out right now but i don't necessarily see that as like you know like, like the cowboys last year with with, with mike mccarthy like how did the Cowboys have like the most attractive like landing spot for head coach ever, and then hire Mike McCarthy? Um, <laughs> like that was the Lincoln Riley, that was the Jim Harbaugh, that was like oh they're gonna win the big fish and then they didn't. Um, but you know that could be deja vu all over again when they fire Mike, Mike McCarthy next year.
2: That's that one is a Jerry Jones bit. He he either needs to get the great coach that's willing to do what he says, or he needs the name that's willing to be a puppet. That's that's the history of Jerry Jones. He either gets a puppet or he gets the best. There is no in-between. Um, and honestly, the last good coach they had was probably, what, Bill Parcells? Yeah, sure. Wade wait,
1: wait, Phillips had his moments. Um, sure. But anyways, so um, that should wrap us up for Coach's Corner. Is there anything glaring that we haven't covered for the coaches?
2: I don't th- I don't think so. I It'll be interesting to see kind of how things piece together once some of these other uh, head coaches land and what the coordinator spots look like. If there's any changes there, any... Yeah, any I don't know what got. it
1: is with the Giants, and I think that it's because, like, you know, they had Odell, and then they had, like, some attractive-ish weapons, like we thought Kenny Galladay wouldn't be as bad, and, of course, Saquon. But, like, something in the back of my brain is saying, like, oh, if, like, Dable gets a quarterback, he can shape things up. But, like, but why would I think that? I don't under...
2: You shouldn't. You're too optimistic. But you need to come to this side of the line where all the pessimism lives and, and we thrive, Nathan. I guess. Like, you know, Dable,
1: <laughs> Dable he's going to be running a terrible ship over there. Like, not not his own fault. Like, why would you leave Josh Allen? For, yeah, for,
2: it, it, that's cool. the Giants' fault, 100%. Yeah. All
1: right. We're going to get into some Super Bowl hashtag Dynasty Talk, but before we do, I want to hear about ourselves. Roto-Viz.
0: Hey, RotoViz fans, this is Dave Cabin from the RotoViz Fantasy Football Podcast, taking a minute to let you know that as a loyal RotoViz listener, you can get 10% off a one year subscription when you use the promo code RVRadio2022 at checkout. It gives you full access to all of our content and tools. And again, that's RVRadio2022 at checkout for 10% off a one year RotoViz subscription. indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed purchase new wiper blades from o'reilly auto parts today and we'll install them for free see better and drive safer with o'reilly auto parts, oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto parts.
1: that's right get your promo code rv radio 2022 we are a whole month into the new year 2022 Get your promo code 10% off. It is the best. Like I promise you. And you can send them my way when, when they disagree. It is the number one Valentine's Day gift of the season. Is that <laughs> Rotoviz Rotoviz promo code? 10% off to a Rotoviz subscription. So, Super Bowl corner. Cincinnati Bengals against the Los Angeles Rams in Los Angeles. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Darren Ravel reported um that this is the first time that a team has ever hosted. Uh, the Super Bowl. Yes. Hey, did you know that? You,
2: you, that's a that's a very Rovell tweet.
1: But but did you know that the Bucks hosted the Super Bowl last year? Last year,
2: yeah, yep. That's a <laughs> uh, that's a very Rovell tweet. <laughs> that guy's an idiot.
1: So second team never hosts Super Bowl. Bengals, Rams, um, Dynasty assets here. Oh, preseason pick re- recap. We both picked the Rams in the Super Bowl, didn't we?
2: I had Chiefs, Rams. You and had I had Rams, Dolphins, Ravens, yeah. or Dolphins, no, or something. I had Rams, Dolphins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, that honestly, with the Stafford move, it felt like there was just really no one's going to be stopping them. There was a lot of teams that looked really good, but it all all boiled down really to the AFC just being completely dominant, and, and everyone kind of focusing on that, and the NFC just kind of withered away with throughout the season. But that's
1: the crazy thing is the AFC was dominant, and then a wild card team took home the
2: AFC title. Well, the Titans suck. I don't know how that ever happened. Uh, chiefs there's, blew there's, it. The AFC South is awful. That's why it's Also, also true. Yeah. they just, they just get handed six wins every season. <laughs> um, but yeah, so chiefs
1: little disappointing, but you know, home still is the QB one. You can't shake any stick at that. Um, but I do think that whether it's worthy or not, burrows dynasty value has upticked in the last few weeks where, like, he's probably playing his way into that, like, that second tier after, you know, if we talked about with Justin Peake last week, that basically right now the top tier is is Josh Allen and um, Patrick Mahomes. And then after that, you could talk about guys like Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow. Um, Justin so, Herbert. Justin Herbert, yes. And Tua, of course. Um, no, not <laughs> not, <laughs> not. <laughs> not Tua. But I think that Burrow is basically playing his way into like a conversation between Herbert and, and Kyler Murray as the QB three. And I think that the the guys will talk about the reason why Joe Burrow could be the QB three has very little to do with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is very talented and he might be a top five, top six ish level, you know, talent at the quarterback position, but he is, you know, virtually guaranteed Jamar chase and T Higgins for at least the next what, probably three years, maybe three years, four yeah. years. And, you know, if they have any sort of sense, like they'll just prioritize, okay, these are our three players. They're the next three, our three players for the next 10 years. So Burroughs' dynasty stock is connected to the, you know, stock of Chase and Higgins. And both those guys are top 10, nine, top 10 dynasty and top 10 NFL wide receivers right now. Higgins impressed me in in, in the, the NFL playoffs that like I kind of was expecting, okay, Higgins is going to kind of take this wide receiver two backseat role. But he has been one of the best one of the best players in the NFL in, in the
2: playoffs. Yeah, I, I'm going to say something crazy. Uh, if you like it, you can take it. If you don't, just hold on to it for a while. This is the, the Chase Higgins in Cincinnati with Burrow is very much like Steve Young, Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, very much like if Dante Culpepper was good, Randy Moss, and Chris Carter. This is the best duo at wide receiver we've seen in a while now Evans and Godwin were up there you know there was a lot of talk about Thielen and Jefferson but these two truly if they were their alphas on their own team and obviously Chase is on this one but if Higgins was the wide receiver one on pretty much any other team with a a quarterback that knew how to throw a football he would I mean you would have Jefferson Chase and Higgins assuming the same similar production right they would be mm-hmm. with one, two, three, however you want to cut it. But you've got both these guys on the same team. This is, that is wild. They're unbelievably successful, going to be unbelievably successful, already have been. And I actually am going to go a step further than you putting Mahomes and Allen at one, two with a tier break. I'm putting Burrow in that tier with them because of these two. I think they are that big of a difference where as good as Mahomes has in Kelsey and Hill those guys are what 32 and 27 or 28 and Allen uh, Josh Allen really only has 28 or 29 year old Stefan Diggs and just kind of makes it work with his other pieces so and uh, his burrow (laughs) yeah and his legs and that's the big difference but if burrow can hang with only his arm and get in a little bit of rushing here and there you know 20 yard clips you know every once in a while maybe maybe a a few touchdowns a season it's a nice little boost but I think we're going to consistently see him throwing for three fifty plus and three or four, like as a floor, which sounds wild, but that defense isn't good enough yet for them to to not be just gunslinging all the time.
1: So obviously, when we talk tiers, I like to actually, you know, compare to startup auction value. So like let's let's say Mahomes in a four hundred dollar auction startup, Mahomes is eighty one dollars. Josh Allen is eighty dollars. Where are you putting Joe Burrow in comparison to that eighty one eighty dollars? you know, range.
2: Um, I, I think he's got to be close. I, I would say at a bare minimum, you're spending 75 on Joe Burrow. Okay. All right. For me, I would
1: much rather spend the 80, 81 on, on the top two, um, because Burrow doesn't seem to have quite that rushing upside that both Mahomes and, Absolutely. and Allen have, but I can recognize the benefit that is Jamar chase and T Higgins. And we, we've kind of talked about it basically since November when chase really turned to, t- tried to, you know, to, attempted to turn the burners on and did is there anything really do with higgins and, and chase in dynasty right now i feel like they're just gonna like they're priced other price they're not overpriced but they're not really buyable either like i don't think there's any mu- like the advice we could do is like buy them in startups i guess like you know buy chase in the top three picks in a one qb league top six picks in a superflex. higgins buy him like the late first early second of a startup like i don't really know what else to do with that like there's not really advice you can give with that can you
2: there's there's probably a space in in Dynast- the dynasty community where Higgins is still a little bit undervalued regardless of the production. Uh, I, I feel like it's just been all Chase all the time all the talk and Higgins has been unbelievably good when he's been on the field. I I, I still think there's places to buy him and I'm willing to buy him at at first round startup value. Uh, you might not have to though. You you might be able to get away with like mid second round startup type value, uh, which isn't a huge gap, but you're saving a little bit. And I I think that's very fair. I think both of these guys are going to be putting up wide receiver one numbers for at least three years. And I mean, they're both so young. It's hard not to, it's hard not to project them, them being that guy or those guys for the foreseeable future. So I'm, I'm kind of all in with Cincinnati here. I, I think both of these wide receivers, obviously Joe Burrow. And really, I think Joe Mixon is going to be in the mix, no no pun intended, to slide into that high or mid-tier RB1 situation as well because with this offense booming in front of him, he's got all the room to work he could possibly ask, and he's been staying healthy. With space and with this offense, I mean, he can kind of do whatever he wants, and he's looked really good. Yep.
1: All right. So let's move on to the Rams, the older bunch, the hashtag all-in, uh, hashtag home team going on here. Cooper Cup, he he's like, it's it's cliche, but he's overpriced. I agree. <laughs> it's like it's it stinks. It stinks he's overpriced. I hate it, but you can't justify spending a first round or early second round starter pick on a 29 year old wide receiver. You just can't. Like yes he maybe he's gonna be wide receiver one for three or four more years, but that in comparison to maybe some slightly lower scoring guys this year, but will last five or six more years or, you know, five or six years as opposed to the three or four, you know, I, I just, don't, I, I, I'm, I don't know what to do with cup. Like, it's just he, more so than Chase and Higgins. Like I'm not really selling him. I mean, actually, you know what, if I have cup, I'm selling him. If I can get like Higgins and a first, or if I can get, you know, another young wide receiver in a first, I'm, I'm selling Cooper Cup. And I'll gladly eat Crow when he's a wide receiver one until 2026. But I don't, I, the, uh, the, you know, historical odds say that's not going to happen.
2: Cup's one of those guys that I think is going to die on most of the rosters that he currently lives on. Much like DeAndre Hopkins, what will probably inevitably be Devontae Adams. Uh, Tyreek Hill strikes me as one of those kinds of guys. Uh, Stefan Diggs, probably in that same category. Uh the, the age and the production don't meet the value, but you know, the, the value for whoever the owner is, whoever has him, is going to be much higher than those seeking to buy him. And the fight back's always going to be well, he's 29. I, I'm not spending a first round pick on a uh, or a first round startup pick on a 29 year old it doesn't make a lot of sense in dynasty unless your goal is to win now, but you know, at, at where he's been going, you can be six years younger and getting, obviously it's, it's hard to keep up with what cup did this year, but getting somewhat similar output and for longer. So you kind of have to, to balance it all. I just, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm in the kind of sell all mode at this stage. I'm not really sure what to do with cam Akers, but, People are buying uh, so,
1: no, no, I'll tell you what to do. Cam Akers. You sell him. Because, <laughs> first, Dan, people are valuing Cam Akers like he's coming off a 1,400 rushing yard season. Yeah. He just tore his Achilles. Ach- he tore his Achilles. Tore his Achilles he's come back and he's been used a lot. I will say it's a positive. He's gotten a lot of usage in the playoffs, which is great. But when did Cam Akers prove that he's some Christian McCaffrey level talent?
2: Like here's he had that one playoff a, game that one time.
1: Here's a, here's a hint: he hasn't proven he's a Christian McCaffrey level talent. So if you can get first round startup value or even second round startup value for Cam Akers, take that to the bank and cash in because they still have Gerald Henderson. He might be a free agent, but like to say that Cam Akers is some locked in RB one in the Rams offense is bananas.
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I, I think I think it might be just a sell all situation for la yeah. i mean from like o- Van OB- Jefferson,
1: OBJ's, pri- obj's price hasn't really increased really yeah, at all
2: like y- you could probably get him for like the
1: 203 204 right now like and that's fine i don't th- i don't think that trading the 204 for obj is going to make your team i don't think it's going to you know screw up your team i think it's fine like if you're a win now team that needs a wide receiver go out and sell 204 for obj and woods i i got woods on the cheap in a few leagues um right after the injury and I think that he's going to be cheap pretty much until September. And in September, yeah. his price is going to rise. You know, as much as much as a veteran wide receiver coming off an injury is going to rise. But you know, he's his his price is not going to be nearly as as valuable as his points are going to be worth come September.
2: Fair. So okay, here we'll we'll finish up with with one exercise, and then we'll make our, our Super Bowl predictions or picks. Give me give me a player on Cincinnati, and give me a player on on the Rams who you think, a current member, obviously, we can't project who they're going to be picking in the draft, but who do you think on these teams would is is a good add or a good trade target that maybe isn't really being talked about? Um,
1: I mean, it, it, with I actually saw a tweet today that DFS for the Super Bowl is going to be ridiculous because these teams don't really use their ancillary weapons. They use yeah they're they're big guns so with that being said like i'm fine going after samaj ap ryan for a che- you know as a cheap ad or going after cj uzoma as a cheap ad and there's nothing really i'm interested in the rams like i think higby's overpriced um i mean i guess if you're interested in kendall blanton possibly maybe but <laughs> like i i mentioned woods woods if i if i had to buy if i had to buy one player from this game or bengals or rams and factoring in price, it would probably be Woods.
2: Okay, yeah, I actually uh, C.J. Ozma was going to be was going to be mine for Cincinnati. I, I think he provides a lot at a at again a scarce position. Um, and when he's healthy, you know, which is seems to be somewhat rare these days, but when he's healthy, he's he's up there. Obviously, when you have such heavy hitters like Chase and, and Higgins, it's hard to to pull a really big target share. But I feel like he could be more involved. And as far as L.A. goes we'll see what the big three for the wide receivers do and, and how that offense shapes up. But I still think Van Jefferson could be one of those guys. I think it could fill that Robert Woods role pretty darn well uh, and play alongside Cooper cup, but we'll see. Obviously we'll, we'll see what happens with OBJ. I don't know that he's technically under contract. I think. No, he's, yeah, no, no, he's, 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 he's pending free. So we'll see. I, I mean, they obviously they wanted OBJ because maybe they didn't feel as comfortable with Van Jefferson, um, and then shortly thereafter, obviously they lose Robert Woods. So that's uh, that's a, a different offense. I, I'm guessing they'll be targeting you know wide receiver and whatnot in the, in the draft again. That that defense obviously is doing its job. They just need to keep adding weapons for Stafford and and making big plays. So yeah, I, I think CJ Osimo was a good one for Cincy, and then Van Jefferson. Or the Rams would be a, a decent kind of lower end buy at the moment.
1: Yeah. And that's certainly targeting like the, these guys are all getting old. They're going to lean on maybe one of their a little bit younger guys as well in Van Jefferson. That should wrap us up for this. Oh, no. Super Bowl predictions. Um, I'm rooting for the Bengals, but I, I got it Rams 31 to
2: 26. I too am rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals. And we have watched Joe Burrow get sacked and sacked and sacked. And he gets up and he throws touchdowns and they win. I am going with the Cincinnati Bengals 27, 24 in walk-off fashion. Yet again, McPherson calls his shot and just, just, just all net. I mean, if, if McPherson
1: wins the game... He might legitimately, like, die on the field of happiness. Like, like I don't think if, if, if McPherson hits the field goal, it'll be the happiest an NFL player
2: has ever been. He's going to go full Babe Ruth, call his shot, and it's just, it's all she wrote. That'll go down in the NFL history as, as, like, the greatest call of all time. Put him in Canton. Just get his jersey there now. Get him his his bronze bust, and, and let's go. By the way, we're making Super Bowl predictions. We have a podcast next week, so... <laughs> I forgot about that right but I mean it's fresh on everybody's mind now
1: yep all righty that should wrap us up for this week make sure you tune in next week for our, our second year world predictions that, that, that was our fake ones'll'll
2: we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll
1: uh we'll reconsider Has, our options hash, hashtag uh, adjust adjust the ranks <laughs>
2: that
1: that's your episode for this week we'll talk to you guys next week Hado.